Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 177 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Strangle You with Against Your Grain. Uh, I don't know much about them other than that they share members from Atlanta, Georgia, and Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they're part of the Haters Be Damn Collective, and that is the group of people we are focusing on on this episode, primarily my man Luke Cave from Satisfy. A little more about Strangle You. I don't know. I just I, I asked the man for, for recommendations of what we should play on this episode, and this is one of the songs he suggested, and I couldn't agree more. It's the first I heard it just now, and I think it's awesome. Definitely has some of those sheer terror vibes. I'm sure they've heard that a million times. A uh, little old school, a little new school towards the end. I like it. Good combination. 
Okay, so as I mentioned, this episode features an interview with Luke Cave. We're talking about his band Satisfied and their new EP, Chasing Progress. And I don't want to waste any more of your time with my blither blither blather. That's not even a thing that people say, but I'm just going to use it now. Blither blather. All right, let's get moving. Damn, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot dog back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? Said, oh, shit, I gotta write a rap verse, don't I? He said, no, you don't gotta write a rap verse. It's a hardcore podcast. Said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Kick it. Make family out of friends. Make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family. Make friends till they bury me. All the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said, all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. We'll be getting it in. Why are you getting it out? Get it out! Alright, motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time. Rest in peace, Jay Money, and LFTW forever! Okay, so here we are, back again. I'm back from a vacation. Uh, if Believe it or not, you can take a vacation to New Jersey, and it's pleasant. Uh, it's not Pleasantville. It's another place that I went. I went. Me and my wife escaped town for a couple of days, and we had a nice little little getaway. And I got sunburnt on the first day, as I will do. My my feet were pink. The top the tops of my feet are still pink. Uh, I don't know how I got so sunburnt so quickly, but that's what I get for being a pasty white, pale, bald man. I was uh, I was hurting, but I made it through. My feet are just itchy. I I I I'm envious of the type of people who do not uh, do not really sunburn very very much. I know everybody does, right? I'm I'm not that naive. I know everybody does get sunburnt, but uh, some people can uh, can get away with it better than I can. Most people will say that. And I mean, I'm sorry, you redheaded people. That's that's your own problem um, that I can't help you with. Uh, but I can uh, sympathize a little bit. Right, I can uh, I can uh, understand your plight. You know what I can't understand though? The amount of snakes that were literally crawling all over New Jersey. Snakes everywhere, every kind you can imagine. Most of them black. Um, so so I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't know my snakes. Although I did go to a zoo and see some extra snakes, but those those didn't really count. But you know, I saw a loose snake. I saw loose animals at this zoo. All right. First of all, the peacocks are just walking around all over the place like they own the place. And they kind of do. Everybody's stopping to take pictures. One uh, shoots out his big old feather spread. That's like six feet high. It's like as big as me. Um, that's pretty impressive. But I don't understand why they just get to walk around. And when, did you ever hear a peacock yell? It's, uh, it's, 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 um, it's noise pollution. We'll put it that way. It's not like ACDC noise pollution. It's unpleasant. Some people might appreciate it, but I didn't. And then I saw a snake. There was just a snake. Like, it wasn't part of the zoo. It was just there. It's dangerous. Can't have snakes just out here wandering around. Saw one on the beach. What's a snake doing on the beach? Why does New Jersey have so many snakes? Is that why people don't like New Jersey? I don't understand. It's okay, though. I'm home now in Pennsylvania. Summer has officially begun in our household. All the kids are off school. Uh, the parents are still working because that's the way it goes. No summer vacation for us. No, no three-month summer vacation, I should say. But that's all right. I don't got many things to complain about. I mean, I, I do. I was, today I was complaining to my wife that I think 
uh, mile markers every tenth of a mile is a bit ex- excessive, right? Do we need every tenth of a mile? She brought up a great point that you need to be able to see when the next one is, so you can uh, reference your point. But I think we could, I think we could extend that to fifteenths uh, of a mile. But then, then the science got to get bigger because you got to leave room for another decimal, and uh, maybe that ruins the whole purpose. Because I'm just thinking these are a lot of signs. We've 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 went through a lot of metal, a lot of sheet metal, a lot of poles. Uh, making mile marker signs that I don't think get used very often. I'm sure they probably get used daily. It's like train wrecks. You know that train wrecks happen every day. You just don't hear about them because there's no people on the trains. I'm not saying they're robot trains. I'm saying they're cargo trains. Yeah, somebody was driving, but that's a that's a train driver. Nobody cares about train drivers. What are they called? Cabooseman? No, that's not it. Can't be it. Conductors. That's what they are. They're conductors, and uh, it's conductors don't even they they, they get no respect because. Uh, anything can be a conductor, right? Like uh, when it comes to electricity, anything can be a, condu- a conductor. And then you're going to name the guy who runs the thing uh, something that anything could be. It'd be like if uh, if you called things like the the guy, <laughs> I'm getting really regional here, but it's like if you called cab drivers Johns, right? That, that would that would be disrespectful. I mean, there's enough disrespect to cab cab drivers, but if it was cab drivers in Philadelphia named Johns, like everything's called a John, right? Everything can be a John. Just like anything can be a conductor. Are you following me? Or am I losing everybody? That's okay if I am. I like I like to drag things out to the point where I have nobody with me anymore. Um, just like Russell Westbrook in his basketball career. Well, you'd think I'd be right about that. But no, he still has some fans. And I'm going to talk to one on this episode of the podcast. Luke Cave, as I mentioned, from Satisfied. We're going to talk all about Satisfied in the new EP, Chasing Progress, and we're also going to talk a bit of basketball, which I'm sure you were extremely excited for. This was recorded just before the Sixers eliminated the Washington Bullets from the playoffs. So, um, timely? Not really, but eventually. You know, some people will know what I'm talking about. You'll get the reference. Um, This is going to be airing uh, on Monday, uh, June 14th. So in just a few days, the Sixers will eliminate the Atlanta Hawks from the from uh, from the playoffs, and uh, yeah, that's this is I'm trying to talk it into action. So that's where we're at right now. Let's get into this interview with Luke, though. But first, I want to play you a song off of "Chasing Progress" by Satisfied. This song is called "Recycled Passion." So, Luke, uh, let's start this thing off. Where you, you're in uh, Georgia, right? Atlanta. Are you in Atlanta? 
No, I live in Columbus. It's about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Okay. The rest of my both my bands live in Atlanta, though. Now, how do you know everybody from up there, then? Just being around? Yeah, just going to shows and shit. Like, I, any any show I go to, I have to go to Atlanta or I go to Chattanooga or gotcha. something. So I have a bunch of friends in Chattanooga, Atlanta areas. Nice. So when did so let's go let's go back uh, pretty early with you. How did you even get involved in all this to begin with and with hardcore and heavy music, whatever however you want to call it, your introduction? Yeah, well, I was going to like I guess like 2004 to 2008 or so. I was, you know, middle school to high school era for me. And uh, you know, I was going to like the big metal gigs that would come around and stuff and like so I had seen like Throwdown, Hatebreed, you know, bands like that, maybe even Terror. I don't know. Uh, but for sure, like Throwdown and Hatebreed. Right. And, uh, you know, I didn't know they were hardcore, but but I just, like, those were the bands I gravitated towards, you know. And then just uh, as I grew older, got into it uh, about 08 or 09. Uh, so I'm, I'm originally from Arkansas, like Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. And, um, and uh, there was this, like crossover power violence band from there named jungle juice and uh just like their local shows were like because i was used to going to like the metal gigs and stuff but just like the jungle juice local shows were just on a whole different planet like just the the intensity the violence the the i guess the adrenaline yeah, was, yeah. was just on a, on a whole different playing field and i was just addicted from from there on and here I am, what is it, like 13, 14 years later? Is that all it's been? You, said, you, got in, you, got, you started getting involved in, what did you say, 2004? Is around then? Yep. That's a, that's, yeah, that was more with like the metal shows and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but that's what was, that's like what was, ha- everything, that was, that's what was yeah, happening that's true. there. You know, that was, because I'm, I'm only a few years before you, maybe 99. That's what I always say, maybe 99 is when I, you know started getting involved um but uh but but that 2004 era there was a lot of shit that was being called hardcore that doesn't sound a single thing like hardcore. it didn't matter then though like who gives a shit like it was all it's because that was the that was the genre that was the genre listing they had on myspace yeah like like (laughs) if you went to like if you went to like the devil wears prada myspace page it said hardcore right you know what i mean everybody was a big umbrella (laughs) Before it broke out, but uh, so 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 what you you're out in Arkansas, right? And there's this band Jungle Juice. You said, yeah. When do you when do you start finding yourself like living it? You know, like where it's where it becomes like the only thing you care about. Because I feel like everybody who gets into it that happens to them at some point, good or bad, it happens. You know, where it kind of seems yeah. to be the whole focus. Honestly, it was like uh, it was pretty much immediately. Like uh, even even when I was going to the metal shows, like the metal shows were becoming my life, and I was straight edge. Like I've been straight edge like my whole life. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm one of those people who claimed like right away when I was like 14. You know, <laughs> right. uh, I got a I got a straight edge tattoo when I was 15. You know, <laughs> um, which which in retrospect for most people would be a bad idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it worked out. Um, but yeah, like, like pretty much immediately uh, to the point that like, um, you know, I ended up 
you know, dropping out of high school and stuff like, cause I, I just didn't care about anything, but, um, hardcore, like, right. like I would travel like with friends to shows and like out of state, like Memphis or St. Louis or something like that. So, because to go to most bigger shows, you'd have to go somewhere else right, right. being from Little Rock, you know? Um, so I literally was just in it to the point that like, I skipped school too much and, <laughs> Ended up dropping out, you know, and then spent a few years couch surfing and stuff. <laughs> and then, yeah, pretty much uh, instantly became my life, I guess you could say. Do you, I, I, I asked this because this is how I feel about it. Do you regret it at all? Like, do you regret the level you got in, the level you jumped in? Do you, or do you, are you happy with that you got that obsessed with it? No, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm always stoked, yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will say sometimes it, it sucks when you care so much and other people don't, right. like, I, I don't know. And, and, and like, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like I've given up a lot of my own time, uh, into this and, you know, I wouldn't trade that at all, but it, it has been hard you know, uh, honestly, I could never really start bands until I moved to Georgia. Yeah. You know, um, I would always try to put my best foot forward and try to start bands and stuff. You know, didn't really have the people to do it with me and uh, or just didn't have people committed enough around me. You know, people would be down to start one in name. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, when it comes time to commit some time to it. You know, that kind of sucks. I wouldn't say that's a regret. I would just say that's like, I guess, a problem with caring so much and and being so into it. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, it's it's kind of been a surprise, like the amount of people from Arkansas just in this past year that I feel like I've talked to, like the the amount of people that have been involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. okay, okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm imagining a higher number than it actually has. Like, I know. I don't stand from Terminal Nation. Um, yeah, Stan Lashetsky. Who the fuck else did I have? And then that, now I'm going to blank on who else. Maybe it's just the area I'm thinking of that I've had all these people from Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, and in my in my head in Pennsylvania, that is all like right. I'm sure it's not like my geography is all fucked up. I'm sure, <laughs> and you guys are all way more spread out than I imagine in my head. But but uh, but there's just so much, so many more people down there than I think I was ever aware of that are interested in, and playing hardcore um, now and in, and back then too. Yeah. Stan was actually the vocalist of jungle juice as well. Oh shit. All right. There you go. Nice tie-in. Yeah. <laughs> so when do you start playing in bands? When does that begin? Uh, so I moved to Georgia in like 2015. Uh, I started a band. I don't even want to say the name of it cause it was pretty garbage, but you gotta say, what was <laughs> but, it? But, uh, Nah, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we basically we basically were trying to sound like Blistered, but we had like really shit production. Yeah, uh, and it it just wasn't good. Um, but then we we dropped like a two song promo at one point that was actually really good. Like, yeah. I'll sometimes go back and listen to it. But because we had already done two EPs that had such shit recording, no one was gonna go check out that two song <laughs> promo. So we kind of shot ourselves in the foot by releasing subpar shit, you know. Um, 
I feel like I actually feel like that hinders my bands now because like people probably you know I was promoting that band and then you know I try to promote my current bands and people are like I've heard from this guy before that's that's not (laughs) it yeah Yeah, I guess that can be the that's uh, all right that can be the downfall of the ex-members of yeah but they'll see us live and that'll change their minds yeah absolutely um so so you move to Georgia and you start these other bands um when does when does satisfied actually begin so satisfied um started in i want to say like september 2019 is when we started writing the demo and then we dropped it in october 2019 that's quick so it was like a really quick turnaround yeah um but we were we because we just got it instantly so my buddy wayne who also plays bass and living in fear right um he, he basically he and I plus our original drummer, um, you know, I came to them and, and I'm like, yo, I want to start a band that sounds like verse, you know, which satisfied does not sound like verse at all, <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 kind of got us on the track, you know, and uh, really it the demo just came out so smoothly, like it was so easy to write and the new EP really we had written already a couple months after that nice so, so, and go ahead. yeah no no you're good um so uh, it surprised me that you say verse um because like you said it doesn't sound like doesn't sound much like that and you had mentioned that to me before i mean i hear i hear parts of that right but not i think on a couple songs yeah, you can, yeah. i think on the new ep there's a song called problem child yeah i feel like kind of kind of is a little more versy except for the ending yeah, yeah, um, but the yeah. uh, that, that versus a to me is a funny one from that era. Not funny because I remember like I'm looking. Well, let's see. I, think I got some. I got some verse right. Is this was this the was this the big one? Was that dude? The, I got it on my wall right okay, here. Yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. That's, I'm sitting <laughs> in front of the. I don't uh, think that's the big one though. I I, I think the big one is mainly aggression. Okay. So but, this is but the, from anger and rage, is, that's, this is my baby right here. That's the only one that I ever liked, I guess. Not, not liked. I think I had the other ones on CD, but I, but I remember Verse playing. Or they came around here all the time. I'm in I'm in Central Pennsylvania, by the way. I don't. That's where I lived back then, and I lived in Baltimore for a long time, and now now I'm back here. But we used to have this venue called a Championship, and back when melodic hardcore was everybody was playing melodic hardcore. Yeah, it was just it was like every weekend yeah. was was verse and have hearts. Somehow they were playing here in Lemoyne, Pennsylvania, yeah. basically Harrisburg, and uh, it was constant. But anyway, out of all the bands that sound like that, that would be like the last one that I would go to. But but I remember people really loved them, and uh, really, yeah, 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 people were really into verse at that time. And uh, see, to me, to me, verse is just very like I think they call it like sensational core. Like they're they're just so anthemic. Yeah. <laughs> like every every single word is a sing along. Right. Like I I eat that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I, I I get into that as well. Um. So so but when you start this and that's like one of the one of the directions you, you want to take it. How quickly before that went off the rails? Well, so. Like I said, Wayne, who's the bassist from Living in Fear, he loves stuff like 
it's actually funny because I hate shit like this. He loves stuff like Poison the Well <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. I can't stand it. But it's kind of funny because I do feel like, especially on the new EP, maybe not so much the demo, yeah. but on the new EP, it sounds like melodic hardcore meets Poison the Well It to does. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. There's some specific <laughs> parts. Um, it's, it's the one, uh, Transparency. I think that might be the yeah. song where, where it's like, yeah, that uh, sounds like something from Eulogy Records, yeah. in you know, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's very, it's very nostalgic, that, and that's one thing that I really like because we're kind of mixing two very nostalgic styles, right? Uh, but because we're mixing them, to me, it honestly sounds like something new. Like it sounds nostalgic, but new at right. the same time. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd agree, and it's it's a it's a unique sound. It's kind of it's like we talked about before. It's hard to pin down. Um, but like we mentioned, and like you're saying right now, it's not unfamiliar in that the parts aren't unfamiliar, but the, but the way, like you said, it's assembled makes it, makes it different and uh, makes it cool and unique. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, was, was, did there have to be any compromise with you and Wayne or anybody else in the band to say, oh, I don't know, like that part, but, or you guys kind of, kind of agreeing? Uh, for the most part, there's really no um, no arguments about how things go. Uh, the only times are so Wayne has a tendency to just write forever, and I like two minutes and less songs. Yeah, you know. Um, but of course, him coming from that metalcore, post-hardcore, <laughs> you know, they write four and a half minute long songs. Right. And uh, I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, we got to cut some of these parts out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Cause I like a, I like a constant progression. Like there's, there's, I don't, I think problem child as aforementioned is like the only song on the EP that has like that verse chorus sure. verse chorus breakdown, like kind of structure, Yeah. you know, and one song on the demo does too. It's called spirit. Um, those two songs have that very structurized style while, um, most of our songs are just like constantly building. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. Yeah, no, no, I like that too, and and I like the I like I like the short songs as well. Uh, but when you throw in like, but but I think my favorite song on on the CP on Chasing Progress is Problem Child, um, which I don't know what that says. Really? You know? I, yeah. And I well, I think and I'll, we'll get to this because I was thinking maybe we just break down not necessarily break down but go through each of the songs here since there's only a few. Um, but so. Well, fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that then. But um, uh, yeah, well, let's just start with that. First of all, the EP is called Chasing Progress. There's a, there's an instrumental track yes. on here, Chasing Progress as well. Why, how did that become yes. the title track? And what's what's the story there? So the the whole uh, idea of the Chasing Progress thing is like, you know, I, I'm not the person who I was two days ago. You know, I think uh, I think. It, with a lot of the things people do nowadays, they do a lot of talking, not a lot of learning. Right. You know? Um, and that, I mean, that's, so if you look at the song, well, we're going to get to it, but Recycled Passion yeah. plays big into that. Um, and then uh, Chasing Progress, the, the reason I just wanted to name that track, so the EP was going to be named Chasing Progress before. Okay. Like there was, because if you, you know, listen to the lyrics to recycled passion the lyrics to problem child the lyrics to transparency you know they they all follow 
kind of a theme of um, of improving yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, so so whether there was ever a song named Chasing Progress or not, that was going to be the name of the EP because I felt like it was a strong theme, even though the words Chasing Progress are literally never said on the yeah. EP. Yeah. Um, and then you know the, we we wrote the little. It's really like an intro track, but I don't I don't like opening an album with an intro. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I like to use them more as like an interlude, because uh, because I feel like most bands like the interlude tracks are like wasted as intros. Like they're just some, yeah. So 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 I just like to use our intro like an interlude. So we wrote that, and it sounded like um, to me when I listened to that track, Chasing Progress. Uh, it sounds like something to run to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I was just thinking chasing, progress, whatever. That's – it is what it is. No, it, it works, and it makes – well, you never – progress is such a loaded word now. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and uh, so, so that's why I asked because, I mean, personal – societal you know societal progress am i saying that word right society progress in society um i wasn't sure which where you went with that and and that also personal that also leans into what i was going to ask about the rest of the lyrics on this is is that i think i think in my perspective of it is that these are more personal lyrics um but i can see how you know they if you're open to whatever interpretation i can see how it could be bigger than that um, or directed it in a different way. Uh, so, but you started this one off with uh, "Satisfied 2, which I guess is kind of a sequel track, right? To the yeah. "Satisfied" on on the demo. On uh, we, the demo. So, is yeah. this a, you know, a, just a, intended as a continuation, or is it more of like a reintroduction? So, no, it's it's intended as a continuation because um, I, I, and this might be something we do across every release we do. We might have a a track named satisfied Satisfied. because you know the theme of the band uh you you can get overall is um you know i i think existentially a lot personally and i think about uh basically the mark i'm gonna leave in my lifetime you know uh sure it'll be insignificant right but um you know that uh something i think about a lot and and uh I write about it a lot is just wanting to feel satisfied at the end of the day when you know i'm like 80 and about to die or whatever like 30 wait i'm 30 now hopefully not (laughs) yeah hopefully not now (laughs) hopefully not 30 (laughs) um uh but you know i just want to be able to look back on my life and say you know i'm satisfied with with uh the impact i've left the footprint i've made uh, the people I've I've kept to me, the people I've influenced, my sphere of influence, um, however meager that might be, you know, I want to be satisfied with what I've done, and uh, to me that's something I care a lot about, and that's kind of where the name of the band came from, and yeah, that's where those songs derive from. I hear, and that's a, that's a fucking big topic there, and that's a that's a that's a loaded. I don't know because I, I think about the same thing too, and uh, and I don't know that I ever could be. I don't know that we ever should be, but I don't know. You know, because you know, what's your? I don't know. Yeah. But, but I but I like I like the concept of it. I understand where you're coming from. 
Um, but but as as a song, it's a, a lyrics aside, it's a great introduction to what what you're doing uh, for your sound on this record because it is like we talked about. It's it's the one thing that is that is there's no mistake is that this is like a hardcore record, right? There's no. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm not guessing what kind of genre this is when I get when I get involved and in, you know when Satisfied Two starts. Um, when when we move into recycled passion, what's happening here lyrically? Yes. Yeah, so recycled passion. That's where, I, like I said earlier, people do a lot of talking. Yeah. Not a lot of learning. Um, people, you know, people have platforms, you know, and they just like bands for example yeah they have platforms and all they do is preach to the choir right you know which is cool you know i mean if, if your crowd agrees with what you're talking about sure you know talk to them but when a band isn't getting like much of a reaction or something and then they just yell like fuck trump to get like some cheers <laughs> or something like yeah like like good job standing for something <laughs> like i just i just hate that shit like um like if you're just recycling the same tired messages that everyone around you already knows yeah and already preaches you're not affecting anything at all uh, so you mean like every uh impassioned speech at a hardcore show where they talk about equality and inclusiveness and it's like yeah no, no shit i, mean, I want to say all right not every but i want to say i don't want to say all of them because I mean, that is our culture. You know, the majority of us do share these same principles. Um, but it's just like, at, at a certain point, you know, talk about something different. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's a good point. And uh, it's, I, I don't, do you feel like that's especially more of a problem uh, with people on the internet and in their, uh, in their echo chambers, just, you know, making their posts? And, and that's, that's something that I found. Uh, that I found funny, oh, like you know, basically four years ago, uh, when when Trump got elected and everybody says, "Well, this is going to make punk rock great again." You know, we're all gonna there's going to be all these songs. There's going to be all these you know all this shit. And instead, it was just people making long winded uh, social media posts for four years to the people that they already agree with, and uh, <laughs> basically nothing cool came out of it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not turning heads. Like you're not. You're, like you're not getting anybody to your side. Yeah. You're not changing the mind of someone who sees things different than you. And and we'll talk more about that when like problem comes up. Well, that's uh, the next one, right? But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's well. I wanted to say "Recycle Passion" before we move on to Problem Child. I wanted to say that that song, a band that I was reminded of while listening to that song, was blacklisted. Now I'm not exactly sure what about it reminded me of that, but that's but that's one that I I heard in there. I'll take that all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So so Problem Child. Uh, the the I really like the lyrics about on this one. Um, I like what you're saying. I don't know if you're talking about you yourself. I assume so. But uh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty obvious. But uh, w- w- what is what is the message you're tra- you're going for on this one? So on this one, you know, I talked about how, um, you know, people don't change people by preaching the same message in recycled passion, right? Right. So in this one, I'm talking about how 
you know, growing up, I was kind of shitty. <laughs> you know, I think I think a lot of us were pretty shitty growing up. Um, but throughout life, I gained different perspective. You know, and I learned from that perspective. And uh, so, problem child is as much as it is uh, talking about my own progress in life and how I went from you know fighting for recognition and shit on a, on a school bus. Yeah. Whatever to um to where i am now you know that's uh, that's one part of it but the other major part of it is when i say uh, perspective shifts have created growth and i made changes that i couldn't make alone you know uh the people i surround myself with you know like i don't i don't surround myself with a bunch of people who think exactly like me you know i don't surround myself with people who are going to always agree with what i'm talking about right you know um, I like all my friends I can learn from uh, and if I do something stupid I might get ridiculed for, for it you know but they're still going to be my friends you know we don't just write each other off because we did something stupid which I think is <laughs> yeah. the, the big yeah. thing to do nowadays right uh, oh oh, your friend made a mistake let's just never talk to them again I'm sure that'll fix them yeah. you know that'll help them yeah so, so, I mean, Problem Child, as much as it is about my personal journey, it's also like a shout out to my friends, you know, because growing up, all I ever knew is my family, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a, I'm a young white dude from Arkansas, right. <laughs> so who's, who's in my family, right. you know? um, but then, you know, thankfully, you know, I surrounded myself in the proper circles where my perspective went beyond that and uh yeah i couldn't be more thankful for it how old do you think you were when you started being aware of perspective um by 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 being by acknowledging it uh man Probably like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. No, no, no. I'm, gl- I'm glad you said it because yeah. I know for I know for me, I can't I can't tell you I can't tell you what or why, but I was probably it was right before I moved out of Baltimore, which is like I don't know four or five years ago myself, where I started being like, oh yeah. shit, I can I don't need to like i don't know so and i and i know i know for a fact it was from listening to somebody's podcast i can't even give whoever it was credit whereas somebody just kept talking about perspective and i was like oh well yeah that makes so once you know once it gets broken down to you and even the simplest terms like that makes it makes life a whole lot easier too but yeah yeah a lot of people don't understand the bigger picture you know they they just find one detail and focus on it hyper focus on that and then they miss everything else. Tunnel vision. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. It's a, it's a it's a simple but great concept. Um, so so from from that song is that do you go into the the uh, title track then? Is that what comes yeah. after that? Yeah. Okay. Which we already yeah, yeah we already pretty much hashed on yeah. that. So that, and then there's transparency like we, we talked about um, we talked about the the the, the metalcore kind of influences. On that song, and, and you, know, you hear music, that at the end of transparency. That's absolutely there at the end. Um, like again, like like you mentioned uh, the bands you mentioned, and like I said, it sounds like something from you know Eulogy Records and early two thousands. 
Um, anybody around from then will know what I'm talking about when they hear it. Um, but there's a, there's a, there's some lyrics there at the end uh, that that I really enjoyed about not being able to turn the other cheek and not being able to be the bigger. And it was something that I could <laughs> I could identify with because even now, like as you know, I'll be 37, uh, but father of two, married, living in the suburbs, and I have a hard time just not. Like I, I agree, I, I I identify with what you're what you're saying here in this song. Can you can you elaborate what you're talking about here? Yeah, for sure. So so as you know, most of the album is about you know my journey and progression and and kind of becoming a better version of myself. You mm-hmm. know, day in and day out is basically what it comes down to. But transparency is kind of saying, okay, you know, have I really improved that much? Right. <laughs> on who I am because when it comes to certain things, you know, I can't turn the other cheek, you know, I can't I I'm not always able to be the bigger man, you know. Um you know, I've got pride, you know, yeah. I've got, you know, different things that make me want to um lash out at somebody or physically harm somebody potentially, yeah, yeah. you know. Just like uh, all these different things. Um, you know, I still I fuck up daily, you know, and that's, that's just what transparency is about. And, um, and it's, it's kind of about like, you know, the, you can tell from like the opening verse that I'm also kind of talking about dealing with someone. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, it's along the lines of, you know, it's, uh, I have so many friends who maybe, if somebody stops fucking with them or, or like hates on them or some shit, you know, they're able to just, you know, you know, flick it off their shoulder or whatever. Right, right. It's going to be another day. I care too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can't just be the bigger man. You know? I got to figure out what their fucking problem is. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, we can handle it, you know, however that may be, you know, um, so that's kind of what transparency is about. Is like <laughs> I, I, st- I, st- I still fuck up, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. The, the, it's on that, the other day, um, my wife and I were talking about something with one of our kids, and <laughs> she was like, "Well, I was about to tell her," and I and I was about to say, "Yeah," <laughs> what I was about to say was so not the way my wife followed it up she's like well i told him like you just gotta say hi and smile and you know and i was I like i'm so glad you spoke first because that is i was dead serious and i was not thinking a second about a second thought about it. i was like you need to do and then she stepped in and said that I'm like oh yeah that is actually how you're supposed to yeah. do it not the way not not what i was like i know that i'm wrong but that was not going to be the way i would i was going to suggest it be handled um but so yep. even even small small little uh, everyday reminders like that it's funny um so so your next one father's day now i i, I like father's day immediately because i also wrote a song called father's day uh that mm. that uh seems not exactly the same lyrically but it seems to have some of the same uh seems to have some of the same subject matter um it does just going through the lyrics, does this is this song about you? First of all, I assume so. 
Yeah, yeah, it's and, a, yeah, it's about my dad. And does it and does does it for you feel like this song has gotten anything off your chest? Yeah, for sure. Actually, um, uh, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, my dad will post ignorant things to Facebook, and I'll make fun of him in the comments. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> over over like what it, what he's posting or whatever. Um, but. You know, this is just a more serious way of confronting the issue. And, and you know, he's heard the song. Yeah. Uh, my mom, my mom's heard the song, you know. Um, it is what it is, you know. He's, he's like, about to be 60, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to change his mind on anything. But I'm still going to speak my piece. Right. Yeah. It is what it is. It is no, and it's a cool thing. It's uh, I, again similar things uh, on my end for the one that I did, uh, <laughs> and almost the same. Not not the same subject, but the same response, uh, <laughs> almost word for word. But uh, so this came this came out officially just yesterday, right? Is it was that what they were on? Yeah, Tuesday. It came out uh, Tuesday, June first, yeah, yeah, right? Yesterday. What are you doing releasing yep. a record on Tuesday like the the old days? How where'd that come from? I don't know. I was uh, so we ordered records for this like a while ago. Yeah. So we've had this recorded for over a year. Uh, we we ordered the records in February, and you know you, they're they just keep getting pushed. Yeah, you're not they getting them until February. Pushed back. Yeah. It, it, it's going to be next year by the time we get them. So I'm like, I'm not sitting on this shit for another fucking year. Right. You know. So I was like, well, let's just go ahead and drop digitally. We're not that big of a band, you know. We're not going to sell that many records online, anyways. So yeah. what's the point in in not dropping, you know? Um, most of the people who buy our records are going to buy a record because they're impressed from a live show, mm-hmm. you know. That, that's just what it is. And um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> I, we were in the you know the band group chat like three weeks ago, uh, and I just had that thought, you know, like like why wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we have a show coming up. We have a show coming up June twelfth. You know, most of the songs we play for in our set are from the CP. Yeah. You know, we want an energetic set. You know, so let's just fucking drop it. No, I think it's a good move, and it's, I mean similar to what your boys in Living in Fear did as well, right? Um, that yeah, that one, that one. I ordered that record like <laughs> last December or something. That's I don't know when that's coming. Um, and I don't care either, but because that, that's the way, that's the way it is right now, right? Like, I can't tell you the amount of pre-orders yeah. I have out there that I, I don't, I think I, I literally, I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know at this point. Like, and, and yeah. I understand that that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, I know uh, a friend of mine who's putting out a, that Cold as Life record. He said he put that order in and it's coming back almost a year to the day, you know, like it's, sheesh. And that's a that's a big run, and, and, you know. Yeah. So a small the, the label's thing, gonna so have the a hard time. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So no, you're good. Um, well, we did it DIY. Yeah. Too. We we're we're doing it 100 percent on on our own, which fuck is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
to me, living in fear and satisfied are in two different positions. Like living in fear is going to have people order their record. Right, right. <laughs> satisfied, <laughs> it's not going to have people order our record. I, and we, yeah. we didn't set up a pre-order or anything. Right. We didn't set up a pre-order. We're just going to wait. And then once we get them, hey, we'll have them on our merch table. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a yeah. wrong way to do it now. I've, from all the bands I've talked to in the last year, have every, almost every band has a different approach. The, I forget who I had on a couple of weeks, but they didn't, they didn't, they just, yeah, a lot of people are just doing their CD release or whatever, doing their digital release and then just saying, whatever, the fucking vinyl will come out when the vinyl comes out. And then some of them are yeah. holding them and then saying, fuck it, here it is all at one time. We didn't, we didn't do a pre-order. We didn't do anything. Here it is all available. Take it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird yeah. ass. I mean, it's like the rest of the weird. It's weird, the rest of the year. It's just, uh, or years, I guess now. It's it's strange. Yeah, if we can if we can get a if we can get a tour or something in at some point this year, we might get some tapes made or something. Yeah, you know, just just to have that. But other than that, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Honestly. No, are you, are you guys in a position that you could tour? Uh, I think for the most part, yes. Just mainly small runs, probably like four or five day little bangers you know yeah. i don't think we could do like two week you know tour right yeah but that's com- i see people are starting to announce them and uh that's uh that's exciting but we'll see i hope it lasts yeah i think it will but i hope it does um so we talked about living in fear a little bit and i noticed that this is also on part of the what do you guys call it haters be damned collective what, yep. is, what is that? Tell me all about it. I don't know if I ever talked to Kurt on the podcast about it, so you tell me about it. It's just a group of friends, you know. Uh, most of us don't really have, like, label support or anything. But, you know, uh, it's just good to have a little conglomerate between you and your friends to where, uh, you know, you can go to the HBD website and check out all of our bands. Yeah. You know, you can you can... You know, it has hyperlinks to our band camps and stuff. Or, or I think, actually, so the guitarist of my other band, First Day Out, Jordan, uh, he runs it. Okay. Like, the website. And um, I think he I think he just got it set up to where you can actually, like, the band camps are embedded onto the different artist profiles. So you can sit there and listen to the music live from band camp while looking at merch or, or doing whatever, you know. Yeah, that's very cool, and that's that. Uh, I came across that page after the last time I talked to Kurt, and uh, that's where I found first day out, and that's where I found a bunch of. I didn't know. I didn't know the amount of projects you guys all have going on. It's a, it's a it's a cool. It seems like an actual like people throw around that term collective all the time, but this seems like you guys are actually doing something with it, and uh, I, th- I thought it very interesting, and it's a cool way to discover you know t- tangential ar- artists, I guess. Yeah, for sure. All right, so. Um, so this, I mean, it's only been out for a day, but what's what's been the feedback you've heard from people? Really good, really good. Uh, I've had people, you know, who I've never, you, so when we, usually when I drop music, you know, first day out demo, satisfied demo, whatever, um, it's usually just people I know who hit me up and be like, hey man, I really like this, whatever, Yeah. you know, but, you know, over the last day or so, I've had, I've had people I don't know hitting me up which is which is cool you know yeah, and yeah. I, I know there's there yeah you know, we got we got a show june 12th in atlanta 
uh, with Living in Fear and Strangle You, Minefield, some other bands. Um, yeah. And when we when we play that show, I actually know there's, you know, and I just found this out in the last day since the EP release that there's actually some people, you know, coming from out of state just to like see this show and 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 you know some of them are most excited to see satisfied and and that's just that's really cool for me yeah no that's that's awesome it's to have people excited in your stuff is uh especially i don't know especially with coming off of all this i don't know what your what your situation has been for the last year or so but uh i know a lot of people are are very excited to get out there and especially especially to play shows um I know they're starting to pop up around here, but that's all, that's all right because it can wait. It can wait a little bit because I don't know about you. Um, I don't think so, but um, but I plan to be watching basketball for the next uh, few weeks. You already know. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so uh, we need to get to that part. That's probably the most important thing we need to talk about here is that you have some <laughs> explaining to do because you yourself are an avid fan of this guy Russell Westbrook. Who this deplorable Man, human my being? Favorite. Um, who rightfully got showered by popcorn the other night, and uh, oh maybe if maybe it'll happen again tonight. But we'll see. Which I don't know if you noticed. That's why this interview was scheduled for six p.m. today. Yeah, because the game comes on. At seven. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm tracking. Yeah. <laughs> now, so okay, so, so serious question about Russell Westbrook. How did what makes you like Russell Westbrook? Man, I'm just a personality guy. Uh, that is the like, worst possible I, answer. That guy is the worst personality. No, bro. Bro. Listen, so my favorite athletes are Terrell Owens and Russell Westbrook. Oh, right? as, a, as a Philadelphia sports I, fan, you're killing me. Because good or bad, they're going to keep it real. Like, they don't, they, don't give, they don't give your, you know, hey, we executed – you know, uh, the other team, you know, they, they played their hearts out too. Yeah. You know, they give legitimate feedback on everything and they're just actual human beings. <laughs> and I just, I appreciate their, um, their tenacity, uh, their athleticism, like Terrell Owens for a wide receiver, absolute freak. Right. You know, yeah. at, at the time now he's the wide receiver prototype. Right. You know? Um, but but he was that for, yeah. before it became the prototype, you know. And Russell Westbrook, as a six-three point guard, six-three point guard, averaging a triple double four out of the last five seasons. Say what you want about wins, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is insane. It is. I don't take anything away from what he does physically or what he does on the basketball court. And I don't. I, and I agree with you on on the attitude. To a, to an extent, my favorite, my my idol, as a kid and even now, still unfortunately, to a degree, is Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley was like everything to me. I yeah. did. I love Charles Barkley because uh, because good or bad, there are things that Charles Barkley says that I disagree with. Obviously, oh, yeah, yeah but good or bad, he's going to keep it true to himself. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I like I that's why I like Draymond. That. That's why I like I, I like I usually like guys who are like that but something about russell westbrook you don't like russ oh god no i can't stand him i told when when the when game one was on the other week and again i'm a sixers fan when game one was on the other week my daughter was sitting there watching with me and she's like and 
I was telling her, I was like, we got to watch this. You know, I was trying to make reasons for a seven-year-old to stay quiet and let me watch the basketball game. I was like, there's a bad guy on the other team. Like, but I wouldn't tell her. I wouldn't tell her which one it was. I was like, you gotta, you'll know when you Did see. She figure him. it out. No, she, she just kept asking me if it was, if it was that guy, if it was that guy, if it was people in Sixers jerseys. Like, it's no possible way it's Tobias Harris. He's such a nice guy. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it didn't work. But so maybe it's not as obvious as I thought it was. But yeah. <laughs> I love Russ, man. Like I don't, I don't really in the NBA. I don't really favor a team per se. Right. Um, I, I just follow like my favorite player. And growing up, my favorite player was Dwayne Wade. But as his career began to dwindle, you know, Russ's career was on the rise. And and well, now you know, that Russ's career career is dwindling, who's it going to be? Uh, hold on, he just averaged <laughs> you know twenty three, eleven, and eleven. This is the twilight. It's, it's the twilight of his career. It's going to end. The season ends this evening. I hope. Probably. I mean, the thing is, the Wizards, they, outside of Beal and Westbrook, oh my, they have nothing at all. <laughs> well, they had, they had like, Bertans. Like, Hachimura's, but... yeah, man. <laughs> the thing is, he'll be hot one night and really cold another night, so you just can't count on him. Yeah, I saw, um, I saw a stat line for the other night. Uh, I forget which game it was, two or three, where he was uh, it was zero points, zero assists, zero rebounds, yeah. zero steals, six fouls, 24 minutes. <laughs> but then I'll have another game where he's like seven of seven on threes and like right. 25 points or something. It's like, okay. Um, but, you know, Ru- Rui Hachimura is a good young player. Um uh, which Lopez brothers or do they have? They have Robin. Brooke? Robin. They have Robin. Man, he's he's been getting that sky hook. That hook is so ugly. Is, <laughs> I love it that it goes in. It's so he ugly though. Them. Yeah, I don't know he's how he's making them, them but yeah, um, good for him. But but overall, man, like you know, I'm obviously I'm not a Wizards fan. Like I said, I don't have a team. I just follow players. Um, but but they just got nothing. They like outside of their stars, they don't even have. Like to me, they don't even have a playoff caliber supporting cast. No, no, it's all it's all Westbrook and Beal. Um, yeah, which happens to which be. which says a lot about and and look at okay, you want to <laughs> make players better. That's that's what I could say about Russ. What did Paul George do with Russ? Third in MVP voting. Paul yeah. George was third in MVP <laughs> voting with Russ. <laughs> Paul George is is, a, this is year, a perennial All Star though. But has he ever been in the MVP conversation? Other know. than that one year, I don't know. I don't know. But no. it could, it could. <laughs> But then I'm th- saying he took him to that next level, and then and then look at Bradley Beal this year. I mean, Bradley Beal's always been good. He's, he's a scorer, scorer yeah. but he's just he's on another planet this year. Yeah, but they're still getting eliminated in the first round. You know, that's yeah, that's... probably, but that's not that's not their fault. <laughs> it's the supporting cast; they got nobody. That's fair. They don't have anybody. I can't argue with that one. I'd like to argue with it. Well, let's but let's be real. Let's be real. The Nets are probably going to win. I hate it because they each of their players played like half the season. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I hate that, but. I mean, let's. They're probably going to win the finals. Yeah, it is. It is uh, really annoying. Um, 
especially because to me there I don't know a single Nets fan. Uh, even even back when they were in New Jersey, I never you know. But suddenly there's going to be there's going to be Nets fans all over the place. Which yeah, yeah. You, some people like them when they when they added Paul Pierce and Joe Garnett. Johnson yeah. and Kevin Garnett. Some people went onto that hype train, but then that fizzled out quick. Yeah, but even going back to yeah. like the early 2000s when it was Jason Kidd and and uh, who else was on those teams that they, that were going to the finals? It's Carter. Yeah, they were they're in the finals two years and. I don't. I don't remember anybody from the back then. But whatever. I, I checked out. I got to admit, I checked out for quite a few years when Barkley retired, and only came back. Yeah. Only came back when I was living in Baltimore. I started trying to watch the Sixers, but they were so bad that they weren't on because t- it wasn't local TV. They, they couldn't watch them. It was when they were tanking. Yeah. So, yeah. But we'll see. I I like I like taking the chance to talk uh, sports on here. Because one, I I don't mind alienating my listeners. That I know ninety percent of them couldn't give a shit about. They're gonna tune out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're already done. They're already out of this. Um, but uh, just because I think it's a, I think it's a stupid uh, stereotype or not stereotype, a stupid uh, rule that like we're not supposed to like extreme music and sports or you know whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But all right, dude. So. Um, Tip offs got to be happening anytime. Before, so. before oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, no, before, no, 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 no. Real quick though, I just want to say I know I said the Nets are going to win the finals, but those Bucks are looking good. I'm feeling good about the Bucks, but I would rather like like Drew, Drew Holiday was a good addition. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. He's, oh, he's a big step up but from Bledsoe. Ju- they did lose Dante Divincenzo for the rest of the season, though. You know, he he's a good. Uh, Good score. You know? Yeah, but they got but, they got they got a deep bench, surprisingly deep. Yeah, um, they are looking good. If anybody's going to beat the Nets in the East, it's probably going to be them. See, and I was as a Sixers guy, being on the opposite side of the bracket, I was hoping I was actually hoping to end up against the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals because the Sixers got the got got Atlanta next, basically. And uh, as long as they have, that's tough. It's not if, if they have Embiid, it's. It's, I'm it's telling a you that's if they have him, Embiid's out for weeks now, so we don't know. Maybe they don't know yet, but he's out for weeks. now? No, I just, I just, I just really made that worse than this. He has, a, he has a tear <laughs> in his meniscus. They're about, so. they about to lose to the Wizards. If he's, <laughs> he's out for weeks. He's at, no, he's out tonight. He's not playing tonight. Yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a meniscus Are we tear. Going to game six, maybe. That's what I said it'd be, but oh well. Nah, pro- probably not. Uh, that's me getting too excited. <laughs> Well, we'll see. Hey, um, all right, before we wrap this up, the, the, back to Satisfied, for people to find it, do you, do, are you on all the social shit, or is there just, what are, you, what are you guys doing? I don't think we have a social media. I didn't think so either. Uh, I don't really, yeah, I don't, I don't really rock with all that for my bands and stuff, because I have social media on everything, and I already post enough stupid shit. Um <laughs> I don't need to do it from another account. Like my Twitter is only a first day out account right. um, that I sometimes post stupid shit from. But, yeah. I hear yeah. You. Well, for, so for what if people want to hear it, they can find it. It's on all streaming platforms at this point. Yep. And yep. there's a Bandcamp page. Yes. Uh-huh. Satisfiedgeorgia.bandcamp.com. Yeah, it's a tough one. You made a tough one to Google. <laughs> satisfied hardcore it's is <laughs> well no i mean you just can't type in satisfied hardcore and uh get the results you're looking for on google yeah, yeah. 
All right, Luke. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time to have the conversation. Um, the, the new EP is awesome. The old, the demo is great too, but the new EP is better. Oh, you know what? Hold on a second. We got to Okay, one, one more question in, um, regarding the EP. Uh, the recording quality. You brought it up to me that you wanted to keep it raw. Uh, yeah. So we just. I, I felt like the demo was too polished. It was it was very well recorded, and maybe for the sound of the demo compared to the sound of the EP, it was fine. Yeah. But with the way this EP came out, I wanted it to sound like it. Like so many bands do the styling of 2004 you know 2002 2000 1998 whatever yeah you know so many bands do that styling but the records don't sound like they're from and i wanted this to sound like it came out in the early 2000s yeah yeah, I hear. That that's basically all there is to it. <laughs> no, well, it works. It sounds it sounds at home there. It doesn't sound uh, like polished, like you mentioned. And and um, any any fan of hardcore should not should not be bothered by that at all. You know, it should that's, feel that's comfortable. That's what I think as well. Yeah, I, I know. It, I know it was a risky, like you know, it, it it may have been less risky if we just did a nice polished recording, whatever. But. Uh, this shit just sounds better, more authentic, uh, the the way it is. Yeah, I, I like it. I do too, and I think other people will. Um, glad you guys get to go out there and start playing shows soon. Um, hopefully, you can do a tour. Hopefully, you can sell some records whenever they come in. Um, if not, at least you have some fun doing it. Luke, thanks for taking yeah. the time and have the conversation. Uh, hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You have a good night, man. You too. All right, later.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Luke. And the song you just heard was Father's Day, which we talked a little bit about from the Chasing Progress EP. I want to thank Luke for taking the time to have that conversation with me and help break down that EP and the lyrics within it. I appreciate that. Not a lot of people are willing to do that. So it's nice when somebody is. That's mostly going to be it for this one. I want to tell you that I do have the website kind of in hand now. And I don't know when that's officially rolling out, but it is, I I can see it and I love the way it looks and I think you will too. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. There's a Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast, Twitter at getting it out pod. And I think that's it as far as that goes. If you want to send me your your music to play on the show, you can do that at dan at gettingitout.net. That's my email address. Send me whatever you want, questions, comments, whatever you got, dan at gettingitout.net. As always, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen. Uh, If you can share, if you can uh, subscribe, if you can rate, if you can review, those things are all great. But most importantly, uh, just thanks. Thanks for checking it out. Um, I'm going to end this one with another one from the HBD Collective and a familiar guest from Getting It Out History. This is Living in Fear. The song is called Highway to Hell, and it's off the Coward's Paths and Here LP. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.